Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Claudia Goltzelman, who is the founder of Permission to Bloom Coaching and is currently studying trauma therapy to also add that to her coaching. Claudia, how are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. No, thanks for coming on the show. And we'd like to jump mm. right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you'd like to do for fun, that'd be great. For fun. Wow, it's a little bit hard these days to do fun things. No, I shouldn't say that. That sounds <laughs> that sounds, sounds not so good. No, uh, for fun, I really, I go hiking. I, I, I love nature and I'm a yogi. Um, I read. And if the world allows, I like to go dancing. Mm, what type of dancing? Um, just with friends to um, outdoor festivals, events, conscious, um, you know, conscious dancing. There we go. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay, well, tell us about Permission to Bloom coaching and what it entails and what kind of led you there. What led me there? So, um, yeah, my life story. Uh, I'm an advertising photographer. I still am an advertising photographer. And I got, um, I like to say I died um, five years ago. I had went through this crazy divorce. And then I rebirthed myself. And somehow, as things, you know, go along in your life, I got really interested and fascinated about the topic of death. So fast forward, I became an end-of-life doula. And because I was just so, you know, fascinated and wanted, then I said, I'm going to work with people at the end of life. Then I thought maybe all this, what one learns at the end of life, we already need to know right here, right now in the middle of our life. So then I started Permission to Bloom and Permission to Bloom is working with people. Uh, It used to be just with women, but now I opened it to anybody to help take roadblocks away and to step into the full potential i love that and do you mainly do that Mm -hmm. in a one-on-one setting or do you do it in group settings or it varies i have a facebook group um which has you know there's um, people coming going and then i have sometimes sort of like five to eight people sort of like four six week um courses or gatherings or like you know sessions you would like whatever you want to call it and then usually it's one-on-one, yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. I love it. Mm-hmm. So you work as an advertising photographer, have permission to bloom coaching, and you're currently studying trauma therapy. What led you to do that? Um, I, I don't know. So Dr. Gabor Mate, do, I do know Dr. Gabor Mate. I've always, always fasc- been fascinated with him. And when he launched the program Compassionate Inquiry, um, this is so, it's now in the third year, I just was like, oh my God, you're talking about dreams. This was my dream. And I wrote this beginning of COVID. 
I have it still on the wall. I want to study with Dr. Gabor Mate. And then, you know, all the voices came was like, I don't know if I can, why would he take me? I'm not, you know, maybe I don't have the education. But I was like, no, I'm going to apply because if not, I will never know. And so I was accepted. And now it's in the end of January. It's been one year and the program, the first part of the program is coming to its end. So I made my dream come through. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Well, let's hear, let's hear a little bit more about your motivation. I know that a lot of it is kind of rooted in your divorce and your rebirth, but kind of explain that a little bit more to us. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? So um, it is very fascinating. As a photographer, I come, I had this aha moment, you know, I photograph a lot of people and I have to connect very fast and instantly with the subject in front of me and um, I have to build a trusting relationship and it's you know because I want something from them and it's it's a very natural process and I've done this for many years so suddenly I realized that I have this gift and people just tell me a lot you know I connect with people I'm a people person and people just start sharing things with me and so when I started Permission to Bloom and then with the coaching, there was also people were like, wow, you know, this is so you, you, you have this energy. And I'm saying in, in the most humble way, um, but there is definitely something I'm drawn to people and people are drawn to me. And so because of this ability that I can connect and build a trusting relationship, so it went like from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And now I, you know, find myself studying and helping people to go way, way deeper in this. And it has to really, you have to be very, very present. You have to be a very good listener. It's called abiding presence. There's a word for it. And you have to, you know, it's like, let's say you come to me and you would like to, um, discover what's holding you back in your life and so you realize there's a memory or something in your childhood you don't even know exactly why what it is and that together we can explore that and then help work through it so you can let it all go and feel light and free and move forward absolutely i love that so you mm -hmm. Both love combining your gift of building trust with people quickly and using it to help them unlock their full potential and move mm -hmm. past that trauma. It's kind of. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about abiding presence. Abiding presence. So abiding presence. Um, uh, there is different levels of presence, right? I mean, when you think how, I don't know if you ever asked yourself, how present are you? Are you? How present are we? Because there is like, are we physically present? We're really taking in like we're in this space, like we're physically in a present moment. But then are we emotionally present? Are, we, are you really, really taking in what's going on inside you emotionally while you're, while we're speaking? And then there's the mental presence also and mentally being present with like, you know, are you aware of your voices? Are you aware of what's, what your mind is telling you? So 
the, the full presence, at the most we can be present is like really in this word. I think it really is a beautiful word to be abidingly present. You take in, I take in my client with what they're presenting. I'm looking at their body language. I hear the voice. I understand through the questions compassionately and empathetically what they're actually saying when they're speaking to me and what their emotions are. Gotcha. 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 Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that idea of being present emotionally. Cause I think a lot of times we get caught up in, you know, the holidays just happened and right. Holidays just happened. Yeah. When you don't have um, the things that are normally keeping you busy, you realize like, Oh, I got bored really fast. And then you just fill your life with more things to keep you busy. And I was like, wow, I really do have like a, I have not cultivated a habit of being really present and just enjoying the moment. I mm. always like using things to kind of distract me from the moment. And I was like, well, why is that? And it's like, the more you think about it, the more I'm like, well, I'm kind of sad about my situation and feel helpless. And it's like, well, why do I feel that? And you can start going into that. But when you're not present, it's like, it's kind of hard to do that. And so I just, I know right. myself. And so I'm really, I love the idea of abiding presence, both in interaction with other people, but just with yourself as well. Yeah, I mean, it takes courage to be completely present. You know, we have so many voices come and a lot often we're scared of the voices or we're scared of our own emotions because maybe that makes us feel lonely or there's anger coming up or we're grieving something we have lost. And especially these days where, you know, we're so in such a turmoil um, time with, with, with COVID the last, you know, over now two years almost, right? So there's a lot of uncertainty. And so if we distract ourselves, it's almost like a numbing then these voices can be suppressed and you know life seems on the surface easier yeah absolutely mm -hmm. no, I can't agree more. <laughs> well awesome let's jump into your dreams and goals i already know you've accomplished one of them in working with what what's his name one more time dr gabor mate gotcha awesome yeah Maybe, I don't know if you can, if you, yeah, we can put this in the show notes because he just launched this beautiful documentary and it's called The Wisdom of Drama. And um, so um, I want to invite everybody of your listeners to, to get a chance to watch it, even just the trailer and see, you know, how it, how it lands and how it feels. Sounds good. I mm -hmm. am pulling it up on Google right now, so it will definitely be in the show notes yeah awesome so i know that's one of your dreams and goals do you have other dreams and goals that you want to talk about well so i'm still in the studies and my next step is i am you know going on for another year with this program and then i would like to open or i mean continue with permission to bloom but then have a practice and really tap into um, into the therapy work and that's definitely my goal and then as the world is changing um, I know you're in Austin Texas right you there's a lot of movement around have you heard of maps the multi um, 
interdisciplinary studies of psychedelic substances. Oh, I've definitely, I haven't heard that term, but I've definitely heard about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of research done right now, and there's a lot of it's coming out from the, you know, underground. It's a lot of legalizations happening in California, Oregon, um, Colorado, right? And um, all the trials and um, research shows that there's, it really could be a helpful to go like for instance somebody has PTSD to use you know MDMA supported therapy I'm sure you've heard about things yeah. like that it seems like really gaining traction in the US especially actually you know there's a lot of money and the government is changing their approach to it so I'm I'm sort of leaning into this direction as well where I I want to go into so it's some sort of a long term goal one step at a time, so we don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, kind of like psychedelic therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Basically, yeah, basically assisted, therapy assisted. And I, I really want to emphasize how important it is um, to know the patient in advance and then have a very safe setting not you know and, and not, not doing nothing related with party but really doing it in a very sacred way and then integration is super key because whatever comes up whatever we can't access right there's so much in our subconscious whatever comes up through the through that then it needs integration and we cannot do this usually by ourselves we need support with you know by by a trained person so like very key yeah absolutely did you have you ever seen the mindset mentor podcast i think mm -mm. his name is rob dial he recently had somebody on his podcast that talked about going into seven days of darkness oh yeah i've heard i've heard the darkness rooms yeah there is i'm currently in europe and there is one in poland there's a dark chamber like a it's a retreat center and um, I mean, you heard you heard him talk about it. So it's very, very psychedelic. Yeah, because apparently uh -huh. after you're in the darkness for so long, you get like an endogenous DMT release. So it's like mm -hmm. it's essentially like you took psychedelic drugs because your body like produces the right whatever happens, whatever hormone is released or whatever. Um, yeah. And he was talking about how he had the most intense vision so like for, for the first three days he was going through all of his excuses and all of his negative thoughts and all of this and all of that you know the things that pop up when we're alone then on like day four or something he started having the psychedelic visions and they were the most intense visions like he's done psychedelics before but they were the most intense visions that he's ever had is what he was talking about and so i it was um it was fascinating to me because i'm not a big fan of putting stuff into my body that like I'm not familiar with so psychedelic drugs kind of turns me off even though like I've had friends talk about it and I'm like the experience itself sounds kind of awesome like low-key want to right. do it but I don't I don't like putting stuff in my body but then having the seven days of darkness I was like that's something I could do <laughs> like right totally open and down to like go do that but um yeah it was just fascinating to me 
Oh yeah, you know, our body is capable of so much. It's just the thing also with like holotropic breathing, right? You can really, through the breath, I mean, what can happen in with breathing by itself and you can, we can completely go into sort of trance just by our own, with our own breath, by holding it and releasing it. And, and then yes, with, with darkness, yeah. I find it so amazing what our body can do. You know, I'm, I'm also, I'm fairly new to learning about breath work and <laughs> I, I just watched a couple of YouTube videos on, I think his name is like Hoffman or something like that. Oh, Wim Hof? Did you Wim, do Wim, Wim Hof? Hof? I watched some yeah. videos on Wim Hof. I also watched some mm -hmm. videos on some Shaolin monks who like, they just do insane things. Like the way they've trained their body and the way they can control their breath to like manage the temperature of their body, despite being in like boiling oil or something like that. Yeah. And so I was just, it's just crazy to me because I always had the, I don't know if you, if you like watch anime or anything, but I always had a dream growing up as a child to like kind of be in an anime. And I was like, life is a lot more like an anime and that we can kind of access supernatural aspects of life. Like we can do it. <laughs> it's mm. not impossible. And so I don't know. Right. Breath work, the kind of endogenous DMT darkness and psychedelic drugs and the whole spiritual realm is just fascinating to me so yeah even meditation right you can yeah. drop into whatever state of being through meditation and time how we perceive time and how it falls away when we start sitting and first you know all the chatter and how it's just suddenly quiets down and then you sit there and you think I don't know has like two minutes passed or is it half an hour you don't know anymore yeah oh, that's amazing <laughs> absolutely so we got finishing the study and starting your own practice mm -hmm. getting into psychedelic therapy long term are there any other dreams or goals that you want to talk about to find that inner peace that's like nothing to do with a career but i think if we find our inner calling, which I feel like I found, which is, you know, we're all one with everything, right? So then that will project out who I am also in the, in the world with others. And maybe that's, it's, I don't know if it's a goal, but it's like that lifelong exploration and curiosity we should bring to ourselves to grow. And the more I can, you know, undo, become more authentic, then I make the place my my world, my little world, a better place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was interesting because you probably get a lot of different answers when you ask these questions. I do. Yeah, <laughs> they vary a lot, and you know, I think. It's typically like goals and dreams they have for their careers, which are always unique because most people are like small business owners, even like W2 employees will want to go start, start a small business or you'll get people my age who are like 21, 22, and they're like, I want to write books and go into the film industry where it's like, this is like completely unique. I haven't ha heard anybody talk about the psychedelic therapy. So it's always something um, completely different. Yeah. yeah. I had this one dude come on. Anyway, yeah. It's ending homelessness to psychedelic therapy to the regular kind of small business goals to funny sales videos. It's just 
all, oh. all around. But most of them resonate around that inner peace mm -hmm. slash freedom. So that that is a common theme, and I think it's because we all we all want that, you know. Right. Yeah. What is it? What makes us happy? What is it? What keeps us going? What is it? What you know pushes us forward when we wake up every day? Right. This is this this something we we dream of, and but then the question is, how do we achieve it? And or even you know, I mean, some people don't even have a dream, right? They don't even know what they want. So it's powerful if you have a vision. If you say, yeah, this is you know, I could see myself in five years. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Well, awesome. Yeah. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they would really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals of getting into psychedelic therapy, um, finishing your study with Dr. Dr. Gabor Mate. Gabor Mate. And yeah. you know, starting that therapy practice, who would they be and how would they help you? Wow, that is a big question. Um, uh, wow, maybe. Are you familiar with Tim Ferriss? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would be great to meet him um, because he's very involved in the, this whole topic. He has actually given a lot of his money to maps, to the organization, his personal wealth. And um, I, I feel like it would be, he would be one of the people to just good to know and engage and connect with and the circle he walks in. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, uh, have you read the four hour work week? I have not read the book, but I listened to his podcast. Gotcha. Um, religiously basically <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very absolutely. inspiring you know yeah in his book he challenges he either challenges a group of kids or is challenged by a professor when he is a kid one of those things to go and meet a famous person mm. and they have to do it in like a month or by the end of the semester or something like that and um it's extremely possible to go meet Tim Ferriss is what I want to tell you. It's, it's funny because we always, we kind of think about famous people as if they're really far off. But if you think about it, it's like your neighbor is like a human being. Tim Ferriss is a human being. Like he has to be somewhere at some point in time. And like, if you're just there at that same time, you could make that connection and nailing that down can be harder, but you know, with a little, creativity I think you could do it but yes meeting Tim. yeah it's true I mean it's even you know I mean I, I I used to live in LA and it's the same thing you see celebrities out on the street all the time and everybody's like oh oh my god but at the end you know they're just humans going to a dinner yep. and you could actually go and say hi and just act like they're just normal people but I guess we because we put them on a pedestal and then we think they're unreachable but maybe that would that would be refreshing they're like oh my god somebody said to me hi and not just acted like i am this weirdo you know up there maybe somebody would be like hey how's it going who knows right you never know yeah yeah <laughs> <Maybe>, uh, 
Matter of fact, Tim Ferriss, hey, Tim Ferriss lives in, lives in Austin. You're in Austin. You should find out where he is. Does he you really should, live in Austin? Should, yeah, he lives in Austin. Dude, yeah. I'm like, everybody lives in Austin. Joe Rogan's here. Tim Ferriss is here. Yeah, Joe Rogan moved there too. I mean, you see, you're you're right at the right place. Yeah. You could meet everyone. You just you have to maybe go to the... Yeah, you should just go to the coffee shops where they are. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I probably wouldn't recognize him if I saw him. <laughs> but um, yeah, Tim Ferriss, that's, all. that's so cool. Well, hey, come to Austin. You can sleep on uh, my right. couch and... <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> for offering <laughs> awesome well what's the most w important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you accomplish your dreams and goals of getting that psychedelic therapy practice up inner peace and um trauma therapy going what everybody else could do for me you're asking me hmm wow um I don't know, maybe keeping an open mind to, 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 to like a new way of being and thinking like, um, because this is a very new approach. Um, so the more we are um, open to each other's ideas and new way of thinking, maybe that's so we, we can all live in a better world together. I love that. Maybe that would be my answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This question is also interesting. I've debated on whether or not to take it out or not and just ask a more, um, I don't know, just a more interesting question that I think of. But it also usually revolves around this keeping an open mind, interacting with each other, like be your best self so that the world can be its best self, which is an interesting uh, thought because most of the time it, mm -hmm. it can be two things. It's like share my podcast, which is kind of like what it is for me when People ask me that question. It's like, share my podcast and also live your dreams. But there's always that be your best self portion, which I didn't expect right. when I first started asking this question. But awesome. Let's jump into our thriving three now. And so the question is, the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Okay, so the book I was asking, telling you earlier, I mean, I'm coming back to Eckhart Tolle recently. It's the power of now. It's a it's a classic, but I, I suggest or yeah, I invite everybody to read it. I think it's a really good book and it's about being, you know, dropping more into the presence, into being present with ourselves, which has seemed to be the overall sort of we've been talked about talking about this, especially in this world. There's Nothing. I mean, you know, what is? We don't know what's tomorrow. We don't. And then the past is the past. So it's all about really honoring the presence because that's where the magic lays. That's where we make the memory, where we get to be, you know, with each other instead of being somewhere over there or in our mind somewhere in the back. So Power of Now is definitely one of those books. Absolutely, I highly mm -hmm. recommend that book as well. Um there were two things that really stood out to me in that book. Like within the first 10 minutes, the man blew my mind when he was like, <laughs> um, he really, he was younger, 28, 30. He like really hated himself, wanted to die, blah, blah, blah. And he was thinking about it. And then he was like, but if I hate myself, there must be two of me. And when he realized that, he realized that he could be more present 
with like thinking about his own thoughts and like being right. an observer and removing himself because if there's two of him that means one is true and one is not so he can observe mm. the false part of him while like living in the true part and then the other distinction which kind of comes from that a little bit they're connected is there's your life and then there's your life situation and the mm. false part of us often focuses on our life situation while if you focus on the true part of you, which is your life, like your very essence, the thing that's connected to everything around you, and that's how you become more present, just blew my mind. Yeah, and that will always stay true. And it doesn't matter where we are, how old we are, you know, what social category we fall in or anything, right? It doesn't matter. It's just truly human. Yeah. You know, no matter where we are in the world, it's just always that. It's that's the key. That's the essence. And I love that. That, you know, and that book has been translated in so many languages, and it speaks yeah. to so many people. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a little upset. It took me so long to read it because I'm pretty sure it's been out for a really long time, right? Like, well, yeah, maybe maybe in the future, actually, they have it as a school book. It's like you must read. <laughs> <laughs> they need it to be one. They need it to be one. Well, awesome. What's one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, I meditate in the morning and I'm a yogi. After we're done with this podcast here, I'm going to yoga. And I feel like it's extremely important. Again, I'm coming back to this now, now, now to ground. Because when we are grounded and connected to ourselves, to our body, then we can you know, master the rocky winds around us and the storm. Yeah. Which is a lot of that going on in this world right now. Absolutely. And what is yeah. one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to keep moving towards your highest priority dreams and goals? Action step. Um, an action step. I am building, I mean, this is, this is more like, um, uh, how should I say, back-end work, but I'm building a, um, a, an email list mm. where I own like a newsletter and where I really want to connect with the people I've worked with and the people I want to work with me. And so I'm keeping them engaged so I can share my thoughts, my progress, or, you know, just building a deeper trusting relationship with the people i i have there we go i love mm -hmm. it okay i have one last question for you mm -hmm. actually i might have two it depends on how <laughs> <laughs> um so you know how there are people on the planet who have a really you know fixed mindset they're not willing to accept help they're not willing to accept change sometimes they'll live their whole life like that and unfortunately sometimes they'll die like that other times they'll make a switch at some point in their life to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Wow. Um, usually, sadly, I think it's, it's something dramatic, pain, a life, um, fracturing event let's put it that way yeah that we where we are forced 
there's a saying, if you can't change your external environment anymore, you have to go internal and change your internal being. And I think often that's when we are forced to look inside and then we realize that we do are the masters of our short journey and we can change. Yeah. I feel like a lot when you when you hear this, people who go through some sicknesses, maybe cancer, even people who have maybe felt really arrogant, they felt like they had everything, but then something happens to them, the sickness, and then so they have to check in and humble, or let's put it in maybe a, just generally a humbling life experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Why do you think some people kind of experience what we would typically call humbling life experiences, but never go about changing? We'll stay with that fixed mindset. You know, some people hit rock bottom or what we would define as rock bottom and simply stay there. Fear. I think it's, it's completely fear because it's safer to stay with the fear than to face the pain. So it's a coping mechanism, actually. It's completely, it's a traumatic response. Um, You can have that with a lot of the addiction, people who have addictions. It's the same thing. It's much easier to stay with, let's say, with your addiction of whatever it is, like your substance, than to face what you have to face which just doesn't feel safe. It's too painful. So it's the lesser pain, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Awesome. Well, the last question I want to ask is about consistency. And Mm. tell us about the power of consistency, you know, in your life, but also... I want to talk about it specifically in reference to kind of therapy work and finding that inner peace and inner calling. Tell us about the power of consistency there. And then also how we can become more consistent for those of us struggling with consistency. That's a beautiful question, actually. So um, the power of consistency is like, how do we form a habit, right? We have, so have you heard of James Clear? That would be another book I would highly recommend atomic habits <laughs> because yeah great book wow you read a lot too i love that <laughs> that's it's an amazing book because he talks about how to start very with very small baby steps how to make um, uh, formulate a new habit and that's exactly that that's the consistency maybe you remember when he talks about how he, somebody he wanted to help go running and first they had to buy the shoes and they were not allowed even putting the shoes on. They had to just put the shoes on the door for like a week, look at the shoes. Then the week after they were allowed to put the shoes on and go around the block and slowly and slowly. So it, instead of just having this idea, and this is very um, timely with the new year approaching, people are like, oh, I'm going to start running next year and I'm going to be this great runner. And then, you know, you run twice. And you hurt your knee because your body isn't used to it. And you're like, oh, that's not for me. And then there's no consistency. You give up, right? And then it's the spiral and you're even frustrated. You're like, oh, and then you're back to old habits. But when you start small, baby steps, baby steps, and then it's it's 
you train your body to actually do something new. And that will help you to find that consistency in the everyday. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. The small steps, training your body to do something new. He's also really big on like every action you do is a vote for who you Mm -hmm. like are becoming or who you are. And so a lot of times we'll be stuck in our old habits and we'll keep voting that we're the person who is the alcoholic. We're the person who is the drug addict. We're the person who is lazy or we're the person who eats junk food. We're the person who is poor. You know, we keep voting for that part of ourselves. But every time we take an action um, that is of a new habit, it's like we're voting for the person who is financially free, is healthy, does work out every day, you know, isn't addicted to unnecessary things. And so... Um, yeah, it's just really cool. That book is, uh, right. And I want to add, you know, another very powerful, um, tool for a lot of us can be gratitude. Let's say we achieved something small that we really, in the end of the day or in the beginning of our day, really take a moment to, to honor the progress we are going through because we're all very hard on ourselves and it looks like we're not achieving anything, but if we stop, and really like, so how was the day today? And what did I really do to honor that the progress? Even if it's a baby step to just say, I did it. Yeah. And I bring gratitude to myself for doing it and showing up to myself in this new way. I love it. I love it. Can you tell us a little bit about how we can practice gratitude? Because I've tried some gratitude lists, like, you know, in the morning, I'll write down some things I'm grateful for. In the evenings, I'd write down some things I'm grateful for, but I didn't like feel gratitude. Like I was like, yeah, mm. I'm thankful for this, but I don't feel gratitude right now, which was a, it's a really weird distinction, um, mm. which probably comes from like, when I was a kid, I really turned on like apathy, right? To like kind of make it through. Mm-hmm. And what I found about is that I've had trouble turning off apathy when it comes to feeling, um, you know, intense, good emotions. Because, you know, I automatically don't feel intense negative emotions because I learned to kind of shut that off. But it also kind of, it's good. So gratitude is hard for me to feel. What would you say to somebody who also resonates with my problem? there? Right. So it's a very simple thing I do every morning. And it's before I get out of bed, I put my hands on my heart and I say out loud, I hold myself in love. And I say it three times and it's that voice. I hear my voice on my chest and it's almost like I'm voting for myself. I'm voting for myself. I, I, I know I'm going to hold myself in love no matter what happens, right? Because this is it. This is all we have, this nowness, this life, right? And then at the end of the day, when I reflect back, I sort of come back to that. Did I hold myself in love? Did I show up for myself? And there is some sort of, I don't know, and everybody's different. I can only speak for myself, but there's this resonance of my own heart and my breath that I get to breathe. I mean, we take the breath, even the breath we can have gratitude for. It doesn't have to be anything big, right? It, it's just like to take a breath, our life, our prana, every day we take, we take it for granted. Just be like, I am healthy. Yeah. I'm grateful for being healthy. I am grateful that I got to walk down the street or look at the sun or 
you know, I, I'm help, I'm grateful that my eyes can see all this beauty. It's so many things we don't even think about, but that really is, the, it's so simple. We don't even have to go like, oh, I'm grateful for that I achieved and that I did da, 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 da. I mean, this is, this is amazing if that's that, but if we could just come to the most simple thing around our own body, maybe that will help. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, I listen to Gary Vee because Gary Vee is like gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. <laughs> um, and he was like, when something happens, the way he stays in his gratitude mindset, which is really extreme. I don't recommend this for everybody, but it's like, think about how it would work for you. He imagines like, so say he slips out of gratitude because something bad happened with business. Right. And he's like pissed off in the middle of the day. He imagines how bad his day would be if everybody in his family died at that second. Mm. Like everybody he loved about was just dead and gone. And like he could no longer interact with them. And then he's like, well, compared to that, this business thing really isn't a problem. So I need to take the time to be grateful that I have my loved ones still with me. And that right. as bad as the business thing is, it's the only thing that happened today because my whole family could have died. And so it like helps right. slip into gratitude. So it looks different for everybody. Um, I don't know if that helps you. What Claudia said might help you, but um, gratitude's key. So learn how to cultivate it in your life and it'll make you a much happier person. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's also another practice. The more we practice gratitude, the more I think we can feel it. It's, I, I've, I've started doing this with my hands on my heart like a year and a half ago. And if I don't do it, I feel like I'm not showing up to myself. Yeah. And it's a very powerful thing. And it just puts me in this co deep connection with myself, with my me, my, my soul, my spirit, my body, just to wake up into that. So I invite people to test it out and see what they say, what they feel. <laughs> there we go. Did that come from the high five habit by chance? With Mel Robbins? I don't know. No, I don't know if it comes from there. I don't know. It's just oh, one. That's that's really interesting. You should check out the high five habit because I'm sure it sounds like you're doing everything that Mel Robbins talks about. But um, yeah, she talks about waking up and like just starting with that love and like high fiving your heart. Like just put your hand mm. on your heart and like say, hey, you got this. You're loved. You're okay. Like that. Type yeah. Of so. Yeah, you could even make it a little prayer, right? You could say um, all those things and then make a statement and say, so it is. I am going to hold myself in love. I am going to show up. I'm going to be grateful for, or I'm going to be present to whatever, you know, try happen. I'm, I find acceptance, whatever comes my way, da, 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 whatever, right, is in our lives. And then make a statement and say, so it is. It's like just really calling it in powerfully. There we go. I love it. Yeah. Well, Claudia, <laughs> is there anything else that you want to talk about before we sign off? No, I think we covered actually quite a lot of things. Yeah. Was, I'm curious to listen to it again. And because <laughs> it always goes by so fast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there we go. Guys, if you're listening to this and you loved what Claudia had to say, make sure to, one, if you know Tim Ferriss, introduce her to Tim Ferriss. <laughs> <laughs>
You'd be surprised. I bet there's somebody here listening that um, knows Tim Ferriss. A lot of times people come on and they ask to meet Oprah. And two people have come on the podcast who was like, I met Oprah or I have like an aunt that talks to Oprah every week. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is so cool. It's like you're you're always closer than you would think. So if you know Tim Ferriss, introduce Claudia <laughs> to Tim Ferriss. And also, if you just vibed with her, make sure to reach out to her if you want coaching um, or you know somebody who wants coaching, send them Claudia's way. Claudia, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Beautiful conversation. And I wish you a beautiful day. Awesome. You too. And guys, as we always ask, shoot this podcast to one in three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.